listening to From the Friars podcast, the community of Franciscan Friars of the Renewal, headquartered in the Bronx, New York City. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, Lord. Reclining at the table with his disciples, Jesus was deeply troubled and testified, Amen, amen, I say to you, one of you will betray me. The disciples looked at one another at a loss as to whom he meant. One of his disciples, the one who Jesus loved, was reclining at Jesus' side. So Simon Peter nodded to him to find out what whom he meant. He leaned back against Jesus' ch- chest and said to him, Master, who is it? Jesus answered, It is the one to whom I hand the morsels after I dipped it. So he dipped the morsels and took it and handed it to Judas, son of Simon Iscariot. After J- J- Judas took the morsel, Satan entered him. So Jesus said to him, What are you going to do? Do it quickly. Now none of the, those reclining at the table realized why he had said this to him. Some thought that since Judas kept the money begged, Jesus had told him, Buy what you need for the feast, or give something to the poor. So Jesus took the morsels and left at once, and it was night. When he had left, Jesus said, Now is the Son of Man glorified, and God is glorified in him. If God is glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself, and he will glorify him at once. My children, I'm not, I will be with you just a little bit while longer. You will look for me, and I told the Jews, where I go, you cannot come. So now I say to you, Simon Peter said to him, Master, where are you going? Jesus answered him, where I am going, you cannot follow me now, though you will follow me later. Peter said to him, Master, why can I not follow you now? I will lay down my life for you. Jesus answered, Will you lay down your life for me? Amen, amen, I say to you. The cock will crow three times before you deny me. The Gospel of the Lord. My brothers and sisters, may the Lord give you his peace. Welcome. Yesterday we talked about Mary of Bethany and the anointing of the Lord's feet with the perfumed aromatic spike nard. And then today we have, well, today and tomorrow, the uh, liturgy of the church uh, presents to us the mystery of Judas, the mystery of Judas, one of the, the most profound mysteries of the whole thing. So we're getting ready to remember and celebrate the death and resurrection of the Lord. In the liturgy of the church, we're kind of reliving all the main points of the story of what happened. And in the midst of that, there is this mysterious person, one of the 12 apostles, handpicked by the Lord himself, Judas the betrayer. And um, so we have this uh, account in today's reading where they're at the Last Supper and uh, Jesus gives to him a morsel and it, we're told that at that moment, the devil, Satan, entered Judas's heart and then he goes out to betray the Lord. Tomorrow we'll, we'll hear about the 30 pieces of silver 
to kind of compare and contrast to the cost of the anointing oil that Mary had used on the Lord's feet. Um, and so uh, this is quite a mystery, actually. Believe it or not, there's been quite a lot of uh, theological uh, speculation and writing in some controversy over this mysterious person of the betrayer of Judas. And um, one of the more powerful uh, musings on the mystery of Judas is this really funky rock opera called Jesus Christ Superstar. Do you remember that from the 70s? Okay. So um, it's really kind of weird and out there. And um, there, but there is a very powerful presentation of the person of Judas in that play, in that musical. And uh, in particular, uh, the scene where Judas commits suicide. So it's the end. And he has got this song that he sings. And in the song, Judas is uh, really struggling. And uh, he's talking about how God knew all along. And I, you know, I've been treated unfairly that I was given the uh, role of being the betrayer and um, how everybody's going to blame me. And, you know, it's just this really passionate crying out of Judas. And then um, he kind of has this thing where he's crying out to God. And then the, the tone of what Judas is saying is turning to anger. And he's kind of accusing God. This is really your fault. You've known all along this is what was going to happen. And you cast me in the role of being the betrayer, and that's not fair, and now everyone's gonna blame me. And then, in an extremely dramatic twist, Judas ends by accusing God of murdering himself as he commits suicide. You've murdered me, you've murdered me. She's kind of like a, a very strange diabolical twist of like he, the betrayer, orchestrated the murder of Jesus, and, and he ends by proposing that God is to be blamed for his own death, which just, there's just something worth thinking and praying about there, that perspective. Now we don't, let me say explicitly, we don't believe that, <laughs> okay? But it, it could be an insight into what Judas might've actually been thinking um, as he, uh, we know the story, right? So uh, to complement this, I wanna read to you one of my absolute favorite passages from the catechism. The catechism is so well done. They did such a great job with this. And the, the section in here on Jesus's death on the cross is marvelous. I, I think that all of these pages should have been printed with gold ink. It's just so beautiful. And listen to what the catechism says about the death of Jesus on the cross. Um, this is from paragraph 599. Jesus was handed over according to the definitive plan of God. Jesus's violent death was not the result of chance in an unfortunate coincidence of circumstances, but is part of the mystery of God's plan. As St. Peter explains to the Jews of Jerusalem in his first sermon on Pentecost, quote, this Jesus was delivered up according to the definitive plan and foreknowledge of God, unquote. And uh, you'll find that quote in Acts chapter two. The catechism continues, this biblical language does not mean that those who handed him over were merely passive players in a scenario written in advance by God. Extremely important point. To God, all moments of time are present in their immediacy 
When therefore he establishes his eternal plan of predestination, he includes in it each person's free response to his grace. And then it says, for the sake of accomplishing his plan of salvation, God permitted the acts that flowed from their blindness. Now let's take what's being said here in the catechism and apply this to Judas. So what Judas is claiming in that song is absolutely false. You know, he has no grounds upon which he can blame God, that he was destined to be the betrayer and that he had no choice and that God has treated him unfairly and he is unfairly now being blamed for the death of Jesus. That is completely wrong. Um, he had free will. And so God knew from all eternity what would happen, but just because God knows doesn't mean that God is causing it to happen. There's a very important distinction there. And um, here we go with today's gospel. So this gesture of Jesus handing Judas the morsel, according to the best uh, scholarship, it seems like in their, their culture, this was a gesture of affection. Now that changes it, right? What it, Jesus is giving the morsel to Judas as a sign of affection, as an, as an appeal of mercy. He knew what Judas was going to do. He respects Judas's free will, but he offers this sign, this gesture of love and affection. And we're told that it was at that moment that the devil entered his heart. And it, it seems to be uh, an authentic interpretation that this offer of kindness, this offer of love, this offer of mercy, you could almost um, interpret Jesus's gesture here as like, I love you. You know, you don't have to do this. And it's the moment where Judas definitively or appears to reject the Lord. It's almost as if it's a moment of damnation. Now, I'm not here saying Judas is in hell. We don't know, right? Maybe he repented at the last moment. We'll find out when we get over to the other side. But um, the Lord's mercy, the Lord's tenderness, the Lord's offer of grace, this moment could be compared to the moment when Jesus spoke to the two thieves. Right? There's, there's a thief on one, each side of the Lord. One thief has a moment of repentance. He is his last act of thievery. He stole heaven. <laughs> St. Augustine has a beautiful commentary on that moment. And St. Augustine asks the question, how could this man receive paradise? This, you know, maybe he had been a murderer himself. He's, a, he's there crucified with the Lord. And St. Augustine has this beautiful line that the Lord looked upon him with love. And in that gaze, he learned everything. Wow. And there are other moments when we're told the Lord looked upon them in love. Remember the rich young man. The Lord looked at him and loved him. And I think you could say something like that is happening with Judas. The Lord is looking at him and loving him. This tender gesture of affection with the morsel. And that is making it all the more clear. The ugliness of sin. The ugliness of the devil. The ugliness of misusing free will to do something evil. This is how God unmasks the truth of what sin really is. And that is profound. So what can it mean for us, my dear brothers and sisters? 
We're getting ready. We're on the cusp of the sacred triduum, the commemoration of the Lord's death and resurrection. And we can know and we can understand maybe a little more deeply that the Lord is love and mercy incarnate, that he will not give up on anybody until the last moment. He wants us in heaven more than we want to be in heaven. He wants to forgive us our sins more than we want to be forgiven. It's so hard to understand, but it is his great love. It is his great love that he has for all of us. And that should give us hope. Right? I think the devil wants to make us feel like all is lost. You know, the world is a mess. And the Lord is like, hold on to hope. Hold on to hope. You know, God, if God is for us, who can be against us? Amen. Amen. been listening to from the friars podcast the community of franciscan friars the renewal please visit us at franciscanfriars.com or on social media cfr underscore franciscans